0: Okay, good morning, it's Saturday again, another beautiful, warm, muggy day in central Florida, and at least at the moment it's not raining. This has been one of the weeks, and actually probably one of the months, where we almost, if we don't get at least five hours of rain, we figure we're in the wrong state. And some of it comes down like someone just opened up an ocean above your head and dropped it on you. So Florida has its interesting weather beside people and places and the rest of it. Uh, Everybody knows, I think, at this point that we've got a uh, dancing bear that sits in the White House and kind of creates more diversions day in and day out. In fact, I am totally appalled at all of the lawyers and major network people who keep, after they understand that this man is just diverting things, who have not really looked into, they look at the old crimes, the impeachment, people he's trying to get out of jail and pardon and the rest of it. And obviously, at places like NBC, CBS, CNN, they have financial people one of their reporters should talk to them and start saying, hey, excuse me, what do you think this man's doing? Because these diversions are not what he's doing. So the subtitle, you know, what have we got to lose? I keep on the top because I want to remind everybody that there's been that famous old saying that I didn't make up, freedom isn't free. And the cost of freedom is at least our vigilance our paying attention to what's going on so the subtitle for today that's why i keep it up there because i always think about it because every day when we wake up if we're alive we have our life to lose we have our house our family our friends our loved ones whatever i always think about this do i worry no am i paranoid no But am I stupid enough to think I can walk around scattering flowers like a Mary Poppins? No also. And the more I pay attention to things and the rest of us do, and we make sure that things are in place and run right and people are doing their job, so we don't have to run in the streets to protest when someone's killed because we suddenly realize how ugly life has been, even though we thought, well, it can't be that bad. Well, it is that bad. And now in the last week we all heard some more of the tapes of Mr. Floyd trying to talk his way out of death because he knew what was happening to him at that point. It's a horrible thing and I hope no one experiences it because even if you get close to death uh, and someone starts to choke you and it gets a little too far and they don't know whether you're able to breathe anymore. Anyway, so my subtitle this week was Love Letters in the Sand Versus Truth. Especially when we're young and we're children, our parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents want to take us someplace for enjoyment. Before there were the big theme parks, there were the beaches, the ocean, the rest of it. And I, like many people, everybody is not near an ocean. But there are still lakes and other things where they often have sandy areas. And as a kid, you learn to play in the sand. You're learning. What is this stuff? Why is it gooky? Why is it whatever? This is how we interact with our general environment to learn what we live with, what is there, whether we recognize it or not. We start to understand as a kid that if you step on the darker part of the sand, that's the wet part. We also, if you're a teenager and you're out on a date, maybe you write some of these letters and draw a big heart in the sand. And you write these love letters, AX loves PQ or whatever. We find it interesting. However, the next wave that comes in often will eradicate it. If we do it further up on the beach, because we want it to last at least through the date, if we're spending time on the beach it may take till the tide comes in but that's not a permanent that's why people started carving trees with names and initials but then they come back 50 years later and still find it they don't even remember who they were with versus the truth i hate to say it if i have to lie to someone to get something even when i was a youngster I felt that if I had to say, oh yeah, I love you, I don't even know what love is when I'm that young. Uh, I know I'm infatuated with you. I know I may lust after you. I may wonder why you're built so beautifully, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But reality is what we all live with. And the truth is what's important. We have a man sitting in the White House who, as far as I'm concerned, I've told you all, I've filed something if not for having too few commissioners on the Federal Election Commission, he should be out of the office because I have legally proven that he disqualified himself during the election by breaking at least two major laws. Suffice to say, as I have mentioned before, I will not give up on it whenever it gets reported out. I try to get all these people who I keep hearing talking about impeachment because impeachment would take him out of office. Impeachment may mean he can't run for office again, but my thing, since he never answered it, basically says he's not really the president, which means everything he's done disappears. All the people he's pardoned, all the judges he's appointed, all of the stupid proclamations he's put out to act like he's doing us a favor. So, my simple thing, as far as I'm concerned, has a more lasting effect. And it means that if he's not the president, we don't have to see him build a presidential library with probably a picture of his head on top of it and Trump in 900 millimeter characters or something. Anyhow, so I wanted to go through all the things because it's really important because the Republican convention and the Republican uh, group had announced a couple of months back that they're going to spend at least $20 million toward not running ads, but specifically toward suppressing and dealing with voting. Right now, they have enough governors who do things. Uh, Everybody knows that in Georgia, the guy who won the election was also in charge of the election. There was a lot of things with voting machines. He didn't win by much of a margin. It was more or less if not rigged, messed up. So we, the people, have to make sure, wherever we live, that we understand what is there, that we're out in the streets, that we get our ballots. We don't have to die standing in lines forever. We could always go and petition our local areas that, let's say we live in a community where there's tons of people, it's very dense, and they have one school they opened up for us to vote, And out in the communities, just outside of us, they've got a gazillion voting machines, whether they be white suburbs, black suburbs, it doesn't matter. We if we are voters in that state should be able to find out if we could vote in a neighboring district. So it's something for you all to look into because it deals with your state and local laws. We should make sure that ahead of time we want to know how many voting machines they've allocated to which area and how that relates to the number of registered voters in that area. We should be sure that we work with both the Republican and Democratic committees in those areas, the local representatives, to make sure that there's a good proportion of voting machines for all of us to use and absentee ballots as needed. Anyway, Trump, the easy reason, he doesn't want to waste any time going down to vote. Not that he wastes time. They put him at the front of the line. They treat him royally. But he could take that same day and go golf at one of his resorts and, again, as I've explained to you, put another million dollars in his pocket. So any of these major networks, why they're not really looking at what this man is doing and how he's making money off being in that office... And Jared and Ivanka helping him, and we're paying for them to help him set up things that put money in his pocket. So I'm going to go through a number of things to show you what he said, because this man puts out some horrific commercials. People talked about defunding the police. Look, it's a byline. When you get in the streets, there are people who protest, and then there are some people who riot. The ones who riot are the minority. They get more of the coverage. They may start a fire. They may break windows. They may roll a car over. The majority of people in our country have always done peaceful protests. So don't be dissuaded by that. Defund the police? No, it's a word. He likes to concentrate on that word. He doesn't like it when we concentrate on his misstatements. So he put out a commercial that says that if you let Joe Biden get elected, you'll call the police or the fire and they're going to answer the phone and say, nobody's here right now. If this is rape, dial one, Uh, two, if it's uh, a murder or a break it, that's BS because as you've seen, the police have unions. They have rights like other people. We may want to reform how things go. We may want laws to ban things like chokeholds, but in general, In most of the larger cities and medium cities, the police cannot just be thrown out. You can't just say we're not going to fund them. We know we need certain protections and things. So again, scare tactics. He will do many more of these before we get to the end of this. And you know what? My prediction is, since he does not like to lose because he's actually a loser who tries to present himself as a winner... He's just a hot-air balloon. So because he wouldn't want to face the final count, I would not be shocked that just before the election, he says, you know, as I've said before, I don't need this job, and I'm going to bow out, and you guys will miss me because of all the wonderful things I've done. And he'll go off to his own network and probably make at least, and I'm not joking, a quarter to a half a billion dollars a year from people who follow him and like listening to his nonsense. So I don't worry about this man. I do worry about us catching up with him, making him pay back what he's taken from our treasury. So I'm going to go over a number of things that I want you all to remember when you discuss with people and why you have to be vigilant as we get down to these last few months. One of the first things was he and the whole Republican Party And this is not the old Republican Party I dealt with and had respect for. They talked about repeal and replace, about health care. How many years, if they're so brilliant, especially this man who says he's a genius, and Mitch McConnell, who has control of the Senate, how many years does it take them to come up with their own health plan? So we have a choice. One, they're either not bothering to, Or two, they're too stupid to do it? No. As I said to you, the plan they like to refer to, the Affordable Care Act, that they refer to as Obamacare, because they figure if they call it that, you'll hate it more because it's got his name on it. It doesn't have his name on it. It's the Affordable Care Act. It came out of the Heritage Foundation, a conservative foundation that Republicans use for a lot of their polling and inquiries and everything else. So repeal and replace. They have nothing to replace it with. They haven't bothered. All they've been doing is Mitch McConnell's getting his quid pro quo by giving Trump a big tax cut that went to less than 1% of the population, basically. And he's putting in already 200-plus judges. That's why I said I did my work. And my thing when it comes out of the election commission, when they get enough commissioners, should have all those judges pulled out of office if... If he doesn't disprove what I said, which is fact, all those judges should disappear because he was an invalid president and he couldn't authorize any of them. So repeal and replace. They've done nothing. And yet he's going into the Supreme Court again, trying to get the Affordable Care Act kicked out with nothing. He just wants more division and dissension and wants you to hate what's going on because while he does this, he keeps robbing our treasury of money. That's what no one's talking about. They all keep talking about he did this, he said that. No, no, folks, in the major networks, and I try calling them, they're too busy working on his latest nonsense. I've sent letters. Eventually, maybe they'll get the point. I may not be an attorney. I may not be the smartest man on the planet. But I have done a lot of strategic planning in my life. So repeal and replace. They're repealing, they're not replacing. Going to hurt tons of us. Next thing, you've got a man who's a draft dodger. And we know it. We've even found out where his father got the doctors who rented offices from him in Queens to write these letters. No proof of bone spurs, and the man, as I said, went off and played sports in college that if he had bone spurs in his feet, he would have been hopping all over the place in pain. If anybody knows what a bone spur is, if not, look it up. So this man who dodged serving, he is beating up on the military. He said openly, anybody can see it if you do your research, that he is smarter than all the generals. If he's smarter than all the generals, why is it that he kowtows to certain leaders that are actually paying, and it's been proven now, money to have our soldiers killed? Next, infrastructure. It would have been so easy for this man who tells you he's a master builder. (laughs) He's a master, but the last part is not builder. I don't want to bait you, but I think you'll get the word I'm talking about. Anyway, and it's actually us that he's jerking off and jerking around. Infrastructure, he could have started a few projects, but no, and I will tell you the reason he's done this. He has, as I said over a year ago, he started to hollow out the government. We have a very big budget. He's added more to the military budget. As I said, Trump learned at his father's knee how to put money in your pocket. And it's not somebody handing you cash. It's getting control of spending. And then when you let out contracts, like the head of a syndicate or something else, you say, hey, I'm going to give you that contract, but you know you owe me. And in his case, you owe me means you're going to pay him something through the back door. The easiest things, I'll say it up front so you can keep it in the back of your mind. Ivanka, Jared, him, or any of his family set up a couple of consulting companies here or there. And all of the deals or contracts that get changed use those consulting companies, which they don't need, but they suddenly use them and pay them a fee for helping them do a diversion of our funds. So infrastructure, he could have easily done that. Well, he did some of that because early on he said, well, I I already see a way to make money. These people coming across the border. Let me see if I can get some money for that border wall so I can give a contract for that and get some money on the back end from that. What he did was he had cages and tents and detention places that he opened up to keep these people where he hired companies. I saw these beautiful modern tents that were put out there. The companies that were hired to do that, I will bet used one of his consulting companies or one of his supply companies to get the materials when they set those things up. So again, that's another backdoor. He tells you that he's an innocent and everybody's harassing him. He's been letting his friends out of jail. He's had them freed recently because they might catch the coronavirus. If you hear what's happening in places like San Quentin, where they transferred some people from, I think it was Chino, another prison in California, and that infected the population that was doing well in San Quentin. Those people aren't being taken care of properly. He's doing nothing about them, but his people who are staying in these let's call it high-class professional jails, like Manafort and the rest, he gets them out because they're older and they might catch the coronavirus. Well, damn it, we caught there breaking the law. Let them take care of themselves. At the same time, he keeps children in camps. The reason he does, as I said to you again, he has people who are taking care of them, who are hired through companies that he consults with or whatever. Again, consulting or supply companies. That's what his father used to use. His father had tens of thousands of apartments in Queens, mainly in Brooklyn. And if he'd do a repair, he'd have a company that he owned buy the washer for a nickel, mark it up to a dollar, charge it to his operating company, And again, not only did he make an extra 95 cents, that dollar, he didn't even pay anything because that went into an increase in rent to his tenants. So he took money out of the people's pockets by increasing these prices as they are taking money out of our treasury by charging these things that get charged through to the cost of our doing business as a government lower drug prices they've been talking about that like crazy they've done a few pieces but nothing how hard is it since they're doing nothing else in the senate other than appointing judges to put together a bill for lowering drug prices there are bills that have been sent by the house already pardon me i'm a little hot today they've been uh sending things through from the house to the Senate for dealing with drug prices. There are bills sitting there. I believe it's at least over 100, if not 200, bills since the Democrats took over the House of Representatives. Mitch McConnell's bringing none of them to the floor to discuss it. Obviously, our life, our health, and anything else that we need is not important to Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell and the whole Republican Party is afraid of him. Where are these people? People who used to talk about tyrants in other countries allow a tyrant in our country that they duck? Decaying dams, if not major infrastructure projects, so he could put his name on it, like President Eisenhower was behind the majority of building our interstate system, and that gave us a lot of jobs, gave us a lot of roadways, actually helped our economy expand. It helped people live in the suburbs and get to and from cities easier and companies move places. We get benefits out of these spendings. We've got dams that have been known for years that he could have picked a few of them. One or two broke last year. It's been known that they need repair. How hard would it have been for him to say, well, everybody's neglected this. I'm going to have this dam worked on. Again, I'll tell you why. He's gotten rid of a lot of people in the government. He's gotten rid of a lot of employees in the government. Because the more money that sits in the treasury, that's more money that he can divert into his pocket. He's not stupid when it comes to money and fooling people. So if he saves a couple hundred million dollars in one department and another, put them together, That's more money that sits in the Treasury, because we have a budget, we collect taxes. And the more taxes that sit in the Treasury while he doles it out, the more money he's got to play with. So that's another reason he hasn't done the things that we need. You know, lower drug prices, fix some dams that you know about, the bridges that are falling apart. He could look like a hero very easily, but no. Donald is interested in just one thing. How much money can he extract from our treasury? And again, folks, the majority of us, 90-some-odd percent, we don't have big trusts that we set up, even if we're earning well as a family or as a person. We don't have big foundations that we set up. We can't divert money like multimillionaires and billionaires can. And we can't look philanthropic while we do it. So... He is spending our money that goes into our government, which I don't mind paying, because it's for taking care of our country. But he's not taking care of our country. It's like he got into our house, and he's not taking care of it. He doesn't care if it collapses when he leaves, because he's got his own house to move back to, many of them. So, lower drug prices. Done nothing really on that. But what he's done, and I pointed it out to you, higher gas prices. Again, as I said, just have to look at recent. The Tuesday before Memorial Day, gasoline in Central Florida went up uniformly, 15 to 20 cents. After Memorial Day, it didn't really come down, they just let it drift. You know, a couple of people lowered it a penny or two. They let it drift, and it was no problem with oil supply. He'd been on television before Memorial Day. See, we are independent. We have enough oil. We don't need them. And oil went down to almost minus instead of zero per gallon. And he filled up the strategic reserve because he knew he had that to dole out. He's got Jared running our strategic reserves when we audit and look at what happened with our strategic reserves and what companies they set up to consult with us as how to market and spend these things, I remember Jarrett finally coming out during the beginning of this coronavirus where he had him on. He said, Well, that's not your, it's ours. Ours like it belonged to their family. No, that's our strategic reserve. We're not paying you a salary to make sure you dole it out to people who pay you commissions. So instead of lowering drug prices, higher gas prices. And when it drifted along at that higher rate after Memorial Day, the Tuesday before July 4th, another 10 cents was tacked on. As I've said to you, it sounds small, 10 cents, but we use on average, and I know it's a little slower now because we're not running around as much, on average, the American public uses 600 million gallons in a day. 10 cents would mean 60 million extra dollars a day. And if he gets even one cent out of the 10 cents, that's $6 million a day flowing into his consulting company who did nothing except let you raise the price when you didn't have to because there's more than enough supply. These numbers are just adding up and adding up. This man, even if he was a phony billionaire when he went into office, by the time he leaves the office, he will have, my conservative estimate, taken minimally a half to a full billion dollars out of our treasury. (sighs) While the dams are decaying, and he could have fixed one or two to look like a, a big hero, Because we had a couple of them flood areas and houses get washed away and people have problems that we had to fix. That would have been easier if he would have worked on the dams that were really in trouble. At the same time, he's opened up some of the national parks. Yellowstone, Yosemite, a lot of these. His son likes to be a hunter, a big game hunter. I can bet you by the time we're done with his administration, if we look in these parks... Because what they've done is say, we don't need all that land. So they freed some of the land up. I will guarantee that they're part of a consortium or by themselves putting up some hunting lodges or resorts in these national parks on land that we own, that they just freed up and got to use. So again, on our side of the ledger, he's doing nothing. On his side, he's freeing up our national parks. Some of the land that, oh, that's excess. Even if it's excess, he's determining how they're going to use it to make money off it. Next, reading PDBs, the presidential daily briefing. Now, as the biggest, strongest country on the planet, and he liked touting that we are it. You'd see him when he went to his first, I think, G20 meeting. You saw him pushing his way through everybody to get to the front, because we're number one. He's got to be out front. He didn't politely just say, excuse me. No, he just pushed his way through, because those people weren't doing anything for him. When you saw him with Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, he followed Vladimir Putin onto the stage like he was a war bride, an Asian war bride. And I'm not picking on Asians. But generally, in the old days, you used to have people, the bride would follow behind the groom because he was important. So Putin walks up on the stage, Trump follows behind him, Putin gets to his podium, Trump goes to his, and Putin gets to speak first. I mean, how much does it take for you to see that this man has him by whatever you want to call it, the short hairs or whatever? The Russians have invested in real estate through Trump when he ran out of avenues in the United States to borrow from because of all the bankruptcies, where he never paid it back. And the money he never paid back was our money that they lended him. So the Russians, the Saudis, other people, even Deutsche Bank has helped get money because they wanted a foothold in here. We are one of the biggest, if not the, still the biggest market on the planet. So these people invested in this man that they didn't care if they lose a few billion. To him, it's a lot of money. To them, it's an investment. They write it off. So, we put together from our intelligence groups and agencies all over the world the presidential daily briefing. The president of the United States because of our position on the planet as the main superpower until he's allowing Vladimir to build up to be ahead of us and China to build up to be equal or ahead of us. Our briefings are for the man who runs the biggest and strongest country on the planet. He doesn't read them. Why should he read it? He can go play golf and put more money in his pocket. In those briefings, they've had everything about attacks on us, about things that were happening in the Ukraine, things that we may never hear about for years, because we do have a global network of intelligence people and CIA and other people who do things and risk their life to get information to protect us. He doesn't read them. The NSC, the National Security Council, they'll announce that he's having a meeting of the NSC He doesn't hold them on a regular basis. He doesn't meet and discuss these issues because that's not putting money in his pocket. It's called dereliction of duty. Anybody serving in the military, and this is supposedly our commander-in-chief, anybody serving in the military who does not do their job, their duty, can be court-martialed for dereliction of duty. If I leave my post, where I'm guarding something, I can be thrown in a stockade. This man is in charge of our country's security. And he fails at it miserably. So again, on his side of the ledger, he's not reading anything or holding enough meetings or even working on these issues. Going to Russia and saying, if you've done any of this crap, back off. Stop it. He's still fighting to put... Putin back in the G-7 to make it to G-8. And the reason Putin was thrown out under the Obama administration was his invasion with what we proved were Russian soldiers in the Ukraine, taking over Crimea. So we lose out. Strategically, we're not as strong. Why are we increasing our military budget if this man is letting our enemies walk in the back door and take what they want? After he was elected, who were the first guests in the Oval Office? Two Russians with Russian television. No one from our TV, no one from our side to even record their celebration in the Oval Office of their puppet taking over. I am annoyed. and I want to make sure we all keep this in mind that no matter what he says, you understand who he's beholden to and what he's about. Because when he's done, if it takes till he's voted out, they, will start, they should start these investigations. In fact, now that he's gotten by and made this impeachment a joke and let these people who committed crimes out of jail because they're his friends, he's already started investigations into people during the Obama administration to keep everybody dancing. You never have the next president coming in and investigating the prior president because most of our presidents do their job. Maybe not as well as each other, but they do their job. He's now using it so he can look for anything so before the election will say, oh, look, they did this. They opened up a newsstand. They shouldn't have done that. Please, you have to understand what we're dealing with. So instead of reading the PDBs and having NSC meetings, the guy went to golf. But where did he go? To his resorts. Oh, again, I don't mean to disregard you all. I just get very annoyed when I hear what this man is doing. Jennifer, He's replaced a lot of attorney generals too lately. Jennifer Webb Facebook. Hello? Uh, Save our Social Security, medical insurance, Medicaid, Medicare. Save Obamacare. Let me just say this. We, we, we have the power to do everything you're asking about. You and everyone you know. Even if you're a Republican, go out and vote for a man who when he's president knows he's president of the whole country. Not just his little base who are racist or stupid enough to follow him. So between gerrymandering and other things, he feels if he gets those people to vote and he suppresses the other votes, as I said, they've dedicated the Republican Party $20 million toward what they can do during the election. Casey Casey Keith, Lisa Zertnack, Jerry Alton, all of you, I appreciate every one of you. If I don't mention your name, I don't forget them. I've seen them. I'm not good at remembering names, but most of you, Lisa, Jerry especially going back, have been good viewers. I didn't do this to get a lot of people to listen to me. I did it to get a lot of people to think about what I'm talking about and what proof I'm handing you. So when you talk to people out there, because I do, if I meet anybody on the street, I don't have arguments. We start to talk. I say, but do you know what happened here? And I'll cite them things. I'll show them proof. You've got your phone. You can open it up. Jerry, if people liberals, Democrats, and independents don't go out and vote, we are doomed. (laughs) We are already living through crap where we are going to take, I can tell you, the way he's hollowed out the government, the things he hasn't taken care of, the regulations he's allowed to not be used and allowed companies to just pollute and do other things, it's going to take at least a year to straighten out all of that. And people don't forget that when the next election comes around in two more years, that you don't let people in because they say, well, the Democrats didn't do anything. They're just cleaning up and patching up. Well, they're cleaning up because you made a mess. You allowed this man to destroy our government. So all of you, send stuff in. I do read it. If you don't hear me talking about it, it's because I wanted to go over these pluses and minuses where you can understand... He talks about manufacturing, how it's disappeared. A lot of people have talked about it. I wouldn't say he's the only one. But now, especially with the coronavirus, he had the Defense Production Act that he could have easily started up manufacturing. If anybody is listening to the news as much as I do, you'll find out that there are places where there are shortages, again, of PPE, personal protective equipment. So while he tells you this is a hoax and everybody should go back to work and he wants to liberate all these places, liberate, by this point, Jared, Ivanka, his family have set up enough ties so that if we get any equipment coming from outside the country or even in the country, they'll have a consulting company who'll be working and getting a piece of whatever we're paying for. I can't wait till he's out of office. As I said, I would personally do the order right now for free on him because I've dealt with nasty people in my life who think they can cheat anybody and everybody. with stupid enough to accept it. So he's out golfing at his resorts. As I told you early on, he spent one out of every three days in his first two years at his own resorts. Not at his own apartment, not at Camp David, but his resorts, so he ended up charging us on average a million dollars a day. There's a few hundred million dollars he's put in his pocket by spending time at his resorts and charging us for it. Not just for him, but his family, the Secret Service. And and please don't tell me he's a businessman. He has to do this. Let me tell you, if somebody booked a wedding where his resort was full, he could go to another resort that was empty. He could charge us For the empty rooms, a very base rate? No. Believe me, he's charged us the highest rate, if not higher. So this is how he's been taking, that's why I did that one thing where I had my cookie jar and I tried to re-explain this to everybody. Then, he isn't bringing back manufacturing and we've got a shortage of PPE again. Reagents. He and Pence were out there at the beginning when he had his whole group, the coronavirus group, up there on the podium because he couldn't do his rallies, so he's up there. And at the beginning, he said, we've set up deals with Quest and this one and the rest of that, big companies. Whoever needs a test can get a test, and the results will be faster. If you've been listening in your local area or if you go on the Internet, you could pull up major papers in other areas because in those newspapers, you'll read when people do get tested in all these different areas throughout our big country, those tests get sent out. A lot of them get sent to these central labs where, again, he's probably getting a cut, even if it's one penny per test. It's still money in his pocket. The reagents we need for these swabs that they take when they push them in your nose, those are also being supplied again i'll guarantee he has a consulting company or a company that helps you buy that stuff so he gets a piece of that action at this point he set up what his father taught him buy stuff mark it up and put money in your pocket but charge them the higher price which means the federal government us this is the man who said i don't need this little salary i'm rich course he doesn't need it he's robbing us day in and day out so he didn't bring back manufacturing we have places where there's shortages of ppe they were even on tv some of his people from the cdc and other places because they're afraid of him and he's saying oh the cdc is wrong we have to rewrite those guidelines they're saying you can reuse those things tell me that trump If he did wear a mask or a bandage, he'd use the same bandage for two weeks in a row? you got to be kidding. He'd change it every hour if he felt it's healthier for him. So he's, again, someone who tells you what to do, but does not. Oh, Roger Stone, because of health. And as I've said, all his friends that are taken out of prison because of health, he's keeping, there were 5,000 5,000 children. Now we have teachers and children who he's insisting they all go back to school. You may wonder why, because by now he's set up between Betsy DeVos, who's a billionaire herself, uh, Secretary of Education, and these charter schools. They're upcharging through the government, and I will bet again that he's got a consulting company that's working with the charter schools or whatever and getting a piece of the action that they're charging for operating expenses. So he wants people back there so that these schools get these funds that came out of our local taxes for the school budgets and end up in his pocket. It may be a small percentage but it's of millions of students. He knows that all these little pieces add up and that's why he wants to push everybody back and start everything again his supply companies and the rest of it so why isn't he concerned about the safety of our children and our teachers and our nurses and our doctors and the rest of them some of them that they've interviewed as I said before months ago I said are experiencing what we either call battle fatigue They're going to have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. When you are working 12 or 14 hours a day, constantly working with sick people, working on them, cutting them, fixing them, moving them, it gets to you. Work on a battlefield, because that's what these people are doing. They're working on a battlefield. Ambulance drivers, nurses, everything. And then the people who are delivering to these places. He's suppressed. We don't hear much about the meatpacking houses, but anybody who shops, and I love shopping, it's a social disease to me. I find out more about people and what's going on. The price of meat has been going through the sky, in the cheapest markets even. So you find out that if it's even available, so there's been another add-on that I'll bet, because he's working with the big meatpacking companies, that he's a consultant to make sure that we're not closing their factories. Wait till we find out that a few more people are dying from coronavirus in the factories, but we didn't hear about it because he has been able to suppress it enough. So, doesn't bring back manufacturing, and especially with the Defense Production Act, which allows him to make this stuff here, so we have it, and we have shortages happening again. And the numbers have gone up. We've already passed 70,000 new cases in a day. As Anthony Fauci said, you know what? I think Fauci has already figured out. He has enough years, because I know he was around when HIV started in the early 80s. So by now, Anthony Fauci's got 35, 40 years in the government. Trump can't take his his pension away. He could fire him. But as soon as he fired Anthony Fauci, His pension then gets sealed, he goes out, and there isn't the network who wouldn't hire him. And you know what? Anthony Fauci would be able to talk about what he really sees, and Trump would not be able to silence him. So Fauci figures, let him fire me. I already have my pension sealed. So you watch, that's why he hasn't fired him yet, and he figures he keeps him somewhat under control. Punishing China. He keeps talking about how terrible China's been to us. You can go back and check the records of how wonderful he said President Xi is, how great their relationship is, how well they cooperate. Yet he's saying that Joe Biden and uh, Barack Obama missed this stuff, which, excuse me, it's been in the reports he doesn't read. And by the way, he blocked China and he said, isn't it great he did that or we would have lost more people already? They've traced the virus. It did not come from China into the United States directly, some cases. But the majority of them came because China is doing business with the rest of the world. They do a lot of business in Europe. The virus basically came around through Europe back in. That's why the East Coast had more of the breakout. Did he stop travel from Europe at the beginning? No. No. And the Europeans want to stop travel from here because they know he's the only leader in what's called modern democratic society who's not controlling what's happening. And they don't need it coming back in their country again. So he's a pariah to them. So he doesn't punish China. What does he do? He tells us he's going to be big and bold and he puts tariffs on things that we're ordering that are coming in the country. If anybody heard it, and I will repeat it again. When the goods leave China, they get paid for those goods, or they don't even put them on the boat. When it gets to our port, the tariff then applies in our country. The tariff gets charged to the people here who are getting those project products. So the billions of dollars of tariffs that he charged, while he put farm businesses in the rut, he took Billions of it and gave it to the farmers because you would have seen bankruptcies over there and already a dip in the economy because of how we ruined our farming industry. This is all real, folks. You can read it. It's out there. It's documented. And in fact, there was, I think it was a Brazilian company and a Brazilian company with God knows who the investors were who got a few billion that he doled out of those tariffs because the tariffs he put on... We had to pay more for the same things that left China. China didn't get another penny out of those tariffs. We. And then China put some tariffs on, which meant we had to pay more for a few things. So he, he screwed us twice. And he did nothing to China that meant anything. And China is taking the profits they make off us, because we're not moving manufacturing here or anything else, and they're spending it in other countries to get footholds all over the world. Ha! Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. It was just the rich and the powerful, years ago who started this, of shoving manufacturing to other countries, not just China, keeping their profits offshore, selling the stuff to us and not paying their taxes on it, deferring them. Huh? I keep telling you, we the people spend at least, currently, $14 trillion a year buying goods and services. We have the power to change what they're selling us, where it comes from, and what the hell is buried in what we're paying for. Biden understands this. He's been around a while. That's why he's talking about bringing manufacturing back. Not a hard thing. Talk tough. He talks like he's this big, tough guy. He is one of the weakest men on this planet. People know him. He's a pushover. He's afraid of these dictators that he cuddles up to. He talks tough, but he opened the door for Russia. The first people in the Oval Office when he got elected and went to sit there were his Russian friends. Putin has gotten away with things that we would never let him get away with. As I've said, there are Russian missiles that were in Turkey. Why do we have an air base there if they can shoot our planes down before they even get off the ground? Trump is a disaster for us as a superpower, as a nation, financially, whatever way you want to look at it. So he's opened the door for Russia, he's opened the door for Turkey. We fought with the Kurds bravely. The Kurds helped us win in Syria. They helped us win in Iraq also. And he walked away and deserted them and let let the Turks come in and do what they wanted with them to a certain extent. So people have died because of what he has done to enrich himself and get favors. Why? Turkey. He's got investments over there. His investments mean more to him than our country, our stability, our place on this planet. So he talks tough, but just look at the facts, folks. He is not tough. They ask him to bend over. He says, how far, how long, and yes, sir. He can't lead. He doesn't even try. Why should he lead? Why lead when he learned from his father that if you control the supplies, which he has Jared doing, and himself, and Ivankin, and the rest of it, and you set up little companies that when anybody needs the supplies... I will guarantee you, because the way Jared made that statement when he came out a month or two ago, our supplies, meaning his control, the family says where it goes and when, how it gets shipped, he almost said it outright. So he controls supplies, he gets a piece of the action. That's what a mobster, a gangster, uh, whatever you want to, a leader of a cartel does not the president of the United States. Honor the military. Now, here's a man who basically spit on the military by being a draft dodger. He talked about... Think about this. He talked about... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. The name slips my mind at at the moment. But he talked about... uh, John, the famous Vietnam man who came from a rich family. Drawing a blank at the moment. Anyway, he talked about him. He doesn't consider him a hero because he was captured and was in prison. He likes people who are not captured. Okay. So, if he's honoring the military and he likes people who weren't captured, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, who just retired, because he had enough time in, who was slated to become a colonel, but because he testified, told the truth at a congressional hearing, Trump has blocked him from getting his stuff. The man has fought in combat for this country. He's got medals. That rifle that you see is an infantry rifleman badge. That means he fought in combat. He has the Purple Heart. He has not the Medal of Honor, but I believe he has the Bronze Star. He was airborne. I think he was also a ranger. He went to our toughest training schools, a lot of them. He served our country in combat. He served us as a specialist because of his language skills. And now the man just left government, because he had enough years in to retire, because he's being mistreated by a man who pisses on the military. Well, there's a hero. He wasn't captured. He wasn't in jail. Trump lies. He just says whatever he wants to impress you. But he's afraid of his own shadow. All the people who know him and have their hands into him tell him what to do. And he doesn't care as long as he gets money in his pocket. Complete testing, as I said, he has not let local labs do it, he has not set enough labs up for testing. When you do these testing at these sites around the country and they've got to send it out and it doesn't come back for a week, what's the use of contact tracing if you don't get it back in a day or two? The people who've been in touch with the person who has the virus have already spread it to other people. So he doesn't care how the virus spreads. He just says, just open everything up. Then when we have more people hospitalized, he's going to make more money on more supplies that he'll then come out with. No government cooperation. Again, as I said, he's having the CDC rewrite their guidelines because he didn't like them. Other than spelling his own name, the man isn't smart enough to know what to write about this. And that's why we have these people. So he wants to open faster, open the schools. He wants to deport foreign students. Why? Because if they don't go into school, they're not spending enough. So he wants to push them all back on the campus. Even if these schools are saying it's not as safe, we want to open slowly. So he wants to push them all in there because he doesn't care if more people get sick. That's again being more upset and more supplies that he can then find than supply when he gets a cut of it. So he ends careers, and he takes retribution. He does nothing against Vladimir Putin who's paying a bounty to kill our soldiers. Nothing. Not even a rebuke. Not even a phone call saying, Vladimir, you know, fake it. Tell us he wrote him a letter. Show us a letter. They can, Vladimir will record it from. him. They'll both have a good laugh together. We'll know it's meaningless. But he doesn't even bother. Tells you it's fake even though the New York Times, I believe, and their investigative reporters had proved this money had been paid. Yet...